1: What's going on guys. Welcome back to another episode of the chasing health podcast. I have a special guest with me today. Kayla Potter. Welcome Kayla.
2: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
1: Glad to have you here. So guys, I have met Kayla through um, just like many other guests have had on the show through the nutrition coaching Institute space um met her in a couple conferences we have some um, same business mentors and such um and i love the content she puts out and wanted to have her on the show to share that with you guys so Caleb as we dive in here do you want to start out just giving a little introduction of yourself
2: yeah so i have been in the fitness nutrition realm for 12 years now 12 and a half um i've kind of done I've done all sorts of different fun things. I started out actually as a strength and conditioning speed and agility type coach. That was originally what I started out doing and it was really fun. And then uh, I basically took the path that I think most people do when they're starting out. I was a personal trainer and then started sharing space with a chiropractor. Um, well, first worked at the stu- or at a big box gym, moved to like a small studio then started sharing space, broke out on my own, opened a gym, ran that for four years and then COVID hit, I was pregnant at the time. So that just added another layer of complexity to the whole situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then because of all of that mess, we shifted everything online. And then I realized that that was a lot easier to do from home as mm-hmm. a mom. And so made the decision, to close the gym. And that was in October of 2020. And so I had the online, like my specific program now, which is call it, we call it life unlimited coaching. Um, it's been in place or in existence since June of 2019. Actually, we kind of had it as a side hustle for the gym for about a year. Um, and so I've been doing that and doing this for four years now. That's kind of like my fitness journey. And then, personally i've been married for nine and a half years and i have two kids i have a six-year-old almost seven seven on the 15th uh seven-year-old boy and a two-year-old daughter so busy life it's fun
1: so you're staying pretty busy (laughs) yeah so you know we were talking a little bit before we hit record here and you know you talked about you know part of just with the busy life and everything of you know having two young kids and just and now i'm taking your business online and you know i'm sure that's Was that an easy decision? Like when you first went online?
2: Oh, it feels easy now. Like it feels like a no brainer now. And why did it take me so long to figure this out? Um, But at the time I am actually, so I journaled a lot during that year. I probably just had more time because I wasn't going to the gym because it was close. Right. And uh, I journaled a lot during that year. And so I, interestingly enough, I went back and I was just kind of flipping through the pages and I had no intention of closing the gym, like in like April, May, June of 2020, when I wrote down like my vision for the future and all this stuff, like I had specific things that I wanted to hit. And then um, I remember in July, I think of that year, I, I want, I don't know what, like something kept telling me, like it's okay to let it go like it's it's or some i can't remember exactly how it was kept coming to me like I, that's what i want to say but it was kind of like you need to move on you mm-hmm. you need to move on and um i think what i was talking to a business mentor at the time that i had about and we were in that, we were on a group coaching call and um i remember asking her because I think I had another business mentor. I had two at the time. You know, we're business mentor <laughs> enthusiasts. I have had so many. But he was saying it was Alex Hormozzi, which some people listening to this probably know who that yeah. is. Yeah. So he was like, he was encouraging everyone to go online. Like he was like, you need to go online. It's the most profitable thing. Like, close your gym down, go online, all this stuff. And I remember being like, really. <laughs> You know, Um, and then this other business mentor I had, I was on the group call with all the people and her. And I just remember being like, I think I want to shut the gym down. And she was like, wow, it's an interesting thing. Like why? And she talked me through like where it was coming from and what the decision was. And I actually really appreciate her because she went through the emotions of what it would look like, because he was just like, shut down, I don't know what that <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he's like, "Yes, Duh.
1: Black or white. And
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, and I just remember being like, but but all of this, like, it was like my baby, you know? I was gonna say, your so baby, like her, it's your
1: baby, like, you've grown. Yeah,
2: it was what. yeah, boom. <laughs> and so I remember her, she talked to me through the emotions of what it would look like and why I was having such a hard time letting it go because logically it totally made sense. Like you ran the data, I was making all of the money I was making online was paying for the gym. I was taking none of it home. So like just imagine <laughs> working all day to like see no money that even though you've earned a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Or however much it was. And uh she's like like the logic is there, so what? And I I was crying on the call. Like I was totally just emotional about it. Cause I didn't want to let all these people down. I felt like I was letting the clients down. I was letting my coach, the trainers that work there and all this stuff. And so I think it was the next month. Someone may have told me like, just get the feelings out of it. Like get you're going to feel the feelings, but like just make the decision, make a data driven decision. And so we ran the numbers. It was August 2020, ran the numbers. I think the business made, like, the online business brought in, like, $9,500 or something. The, the gym brought in, like, $3,500. And the overhead for the gym at the time, which it had been much larger than this prior, was, like, $6,500 or something. And I was, like, this is stupid. So, made the decision, to shut down. We, like, scheduled a meeting to announce it to the team first. And then... I, like, went above – it. I went – I found a job for the coach that had worked with – so she had worked for me since the beginning. Like, I think I originally hired her in, like, 2015. So she'd worked for me forever, like, five years. I found her a job, and then at that same gym, they didn't have a 6 a.m. class, and that's the time she taught. She taught at 5 and 6 a.m. So I, at that same gym, I was like, do you want a 6 a.m. class? Like, is there a reason you don't have a 6 a.m. class mm-hmm. at a gym? That makes no sense, you know? And he's like, well, we just didn't have anybody that wanted to teach that time. That's early. Like, these people, I don't know. And so I was like, <laughs> well, this lady that I'm about to bring over will teach it, and she'll probably take clients with her. And so I basically, I found a gym for them. I found a, somewhere for her to work. And then, I don't know, we had to issue some refunds. I sold the equipment. Like, I had to find someone to take over my lease. It was, like, the most stressful (laughs) month and a half. And then, meanwhile, like, running the business on the side and being a mom. But we figured it out. We got through it. It was great. And then, uh, yeah. So, it was hard, but it was, like, the decision actually became more exciting as, like, the realization of the potential kind of – came i guess
0: mm-hmm.
2: like as it, i realized what it could turn into and the fact that i could do it from home and help people at a different at a better level it all just made more sense and so yes it was hard but it was the best decision i probably have made from a business standpoint
1: that's awesome and so like yeah kind of like I want to, I want to pivot this just a little bit and kind of almost like turn this into something that the listeners can take away as well. Something that they could be doing for themselves. Like obviously it was not an easy decision. And I also want to kind of dive a little bit into in a minute about like logical versus emotions and things like that. Like when we're looking at making those kind of decisions, but speaking of like, just like prioritizing what's important to you in that moment regardless of whatever like you know we we're holding on to past emotions but we have to sometimes look at like what's going to be in for us in, in it for us in the long run so if we kind of like spend that into like what maybe your clients or people that are listening are thinking of how is how would you compare that to taking care of ourselves in order to progress our health and whatever goals we may have
2: i think what decision i had to uh, or realization i had to make was that no one else is gonna take care of you. And I think someone said that to me, like someone was like, you're so worried about this person losing their job and these clients not having a place to work out anymore. And ultimately, like they would have changed gyms at the drop of a hat if something Mm -hmm. else would have been better for them, right? They never, they wouldn't have made the decision out of like, oh, but I'm gonna hurt Kayla's feelings. Like they would have just made the decision and we do it all the time for things, but because I think as moms, especially, we think all of our decisions affect so affect our families mm-hmm. in like these astronomical, and, and I mean, sometimes they do, but like, we think that going to the gym or spending an hour at the gym or eating a different dinner than they are or any of these things that they're like negatively impacting them in some way, shape or form, when really... All it would take is an explanation Mm -hmm. of what's going on or why it's important, you know, and then people understand. Like when I closed the gym, all I had to do was explain why and everyone was like, oh, that makes sense. Of course you should do that. Why wouldn't you do that? I would be mad at you if you didn't do that, you know, but then if I hadn't explained it and I would just be like, "Well, I'm just closing the gym. They'd be like, they would be mad. Mm -hmm. Right and so oftentimes we just need to explain why it's important but also recognize that it's also okay to just take care of you and not worry what anybody else thinks or how they're going to react because you would expect them to do the same thing
1: hopefully yeah no that's um definitely resonates i am thinking like along the same lines as far as just like the, the business standpoint goes i mean as you know, I just recently, you know, merged with another, uh, with Chris and, and conquer fitness nutrition. And, you know, when I left chasing health, it was really hard to like, like, let that go. And, and I probably held on to it for an extra, like four to six months longer than I probably should have. And, you know, looking back, but it was like, you know, Oh, what are clients going to think? Oh, what's everybody else going to think, you know, you know, who cares about what I think, but like, I was more so worried about everybody else and what they're going to think about it. And, you know, our clients can be okay with that. And, you know, like you said that, like it, it was different rather than just saying like, Hey, we're doing this, but more so like, you know, make sure to like make a very long video explaining exactly why we're making this move and why it's going to benefit them and everything else. And like, then of course I was like, yeah, it makes total sense. Like, great. It's awesome. They were more excited more than anything. Um, and so it's mm-hmm. like, man, wh- what if I would have done that, you know, four, six months ago, instead of holding on to it for so long. Um, and I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck holding themselves back is like, they're, they're so worried about, it. and I love you brought up even like, you know, moms and I know your mom. So like, you can speak to this as well, but like, So many times moms are worried about, you know, what is that small decision going to do to their kids or to their relationships? And, and oftentimes it's really going to change nothing. Like you said, as long as like you are put a little explanation behind it, you know, I think it's important that people realize like why you're doing certain things, but in the long run, once you are able to take care of yourself, you're going to be able to do so much more for them later on. Right. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I can think of like, so people invest in our health coaching or our coaching programs, right? Mm -hmm. And so if uh, someone comes to me and they're like, okay, I'm going to invest in your program. I'm going to spend this money. And they make that decision. If they go to their husband or their wife and they're like, oh, I spent this much money today. They're going to be like, why? (laughs) Why? Like, but if you're like, hey, I spent this much money and this is why, then it's like, oh okay I support that decision you know yes exactly so I think the scary thing about the whole thing is what's their reaction going to be when I tell them but you can't control their reaction anyway so like just do what you know you need to do explain it the best you can and then hope for the best especially if you need it yeah you know you need it you know
1: yeah. I, I like that. You said that you can't control someone else's reaction to what they're going to have. Right. Like I feel so many times is like, we're, we're trying to almost like manipulate their reaction and not, not, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's almost just like, we're hoping we can like change things around to like mm-hmm. so we can then influence their reaction. But at the end of the day, their reactions, their reaction. And
2: well, yeah, I think on a podcast, Alex, from brought it up, like he was like, he sold his company for $46.2 million. And he says it just like that. Not like almost 50 or just under 50 or just over 40. Like he doesn't like round up or down. He just says Mm -hmm. it's 46.2 million. And they asked him why he says it just like that. And he says, Mm -hmm. well, because to some people, that's everything. And to other people, that's like nothing. So I might as well just say what it is because it is what it is. Instead of trying to like make it sound better or worse than it is. Because we do that all the time. Like I... I, after he, it was like a light bulb moment for me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I do that all the time. You know? Mm-hmm. So just say it is, it is what it is. And this is what it is and how they react is not up to you, but you can explain it as best you can, you know?
0: Yep.
1: And and the way I always look at it is like, if you are explaining it to what it really means to you and why you're doing this and it's going to serve you better they should in turn respect that decision. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. we both know you and I both know that like, that's not always the case, unfortunately. Um, But, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it, this all goes behind this all around back to, you have to do it for you first. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's so frustrating. And I know we, we both see this all the time, like people holding each other back from, reaching their fullest potential because of external things that are going on in their life where it's like, if you were just to take that leap, trust yourself, you know, ask for forgiveness later on, like, right. Like, you know, sometimes like just do the damn thing. And like, eventually you'll be like, Oh, that was the best decision I ever could have made. Just like you said, mm-hmm. like when we first started this, like when you said that you went online and you're like, you know, now looking back, like you're like, Oh, it was easy. Like, why did not I do this sooner? But Back then, it was probably one of the most terrifying decisions you had to make.
2: Yeah, it was pretty scary.
1: So I, I want to. pretty scary. I, I want to tie back to I mentioned earlier emotional versus logical decision making. Mm-hmm. Where do you see this come up in like your clients on like the day to day or the you know weekly week basis of like when they're having to make these decisions? You know, because obviously like we make decisions all day long, and whether it's like. It could be a lot of like subconscious decisions, like you know what shirt you're wearing or maybe that is a conscious decision, or it could just be like, you know, putting your left foot first instead of your right foot first. like just like it, it may not be as big decisions as like you know, buying coaching or buying a house or you know, you know, whatever it may be, leaving your job. But we're always making decisions all day long. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: where do you see the importance of understanding the logical versus emotional decision making?
2: So with um, well, we focus on fitness and nutrition, right? So I'm gonna yeah. stay in those realms. Yep. So like from a nutritional standpoint, some one of my favorite things when clients come into the program is when they're finally they're creating awareness around what their intake of food actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Because we feel like we eat great or good enough, or we don't feel like we eat that bad. Like mm-hmm. we just hear phrases like that as coaches all the time but feelings mean nothing, Mm -hmm. right? We need data. And so when we can have them actually log their food and then they actually realize like with data, how many calories they're eating or what, how many vegetables they're actually eating every day and stuff like that. And so um, from a nutrition standpoint, I would say like, I would rather have the data than your feelings because, right? And then- Mm -hmm. (laughs) one phrase that I've heard recently is feelings are not commands or emotions are not commands or something like that. And so like people will tell me they're not motivated to go. I didn't feel like, eh." you know, I didn't feel like working out today. I didn't feel like tracking my food. And so it's like, well, feelings aren't commands. Just do it anyway. And so you kind of have to, when it comes to that kind of stuff, like you should let emotions be what emotions are and then let logic drive it it's easier said than done like i'm not gonna say oh just power through you know um because emotions are gonna come up no matter what but i do think that with time you get better and better at driving through those i sent yeah. out a text that had the wrong name like a mass text like i texted my whole list and it was oh. like Hey, I think it said my name. It was like, "Hey, Kayla," so so so, and I was like, and then like I got so many responses. They were like, "I'm not Kayla," but it, which is funny because I'm pretty sure the last three texts that I sent them did not say Kayla, but they didn't respond to that one. Said their name, but like four years ago, Kayla would have been like, ah, panicking! I did the wrong thing! I made a huge mistake!" You know. And yesterday, I was just like, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> But, but like ended. you said
1: it, you, but you ended up turning it into a positive, right? Like it ended up. No, know, it's, it's
2: almost like, like I, I can tolerate that level of embarrassment or whatever you even call that. Like, it's like, well, mm. comes with territory or like when a client cancels now, it's like, mm, okay, on to the next one. Like it used to be like, oh, darn it. And now it's just like, oh, no, no. Uh-uh that's it and so I think you you learn your like level of tolerance for discomfort and pushing through it even when you don't feel like it and all that stuff just grows as you as you flex it I used to call it the discipline muscle
1: yeah I mean that was I was kind of where I was gonna go next because I feel like a lot of people were relying on that motivation just to like keep them going every day especially like in the very beginning I feel like that's you know like you said eventually it it's not even something to think about it anymore. I mean, maybe it comes up in trouble every once in a while, but like for the most part, like after, you know, months and months of doing this or even years doing this, it's like, you don't have to really even worry about whether you're motivated or not. You just do it anyways. It's just part of your life now. But mm-hmm. in the very beginning, how do you get clients to realize like that, you know, they can't just rely on that motivation and emotion to push past that in, because in the moment, right? Like, yeah, I don't want to go work out. Yeah, I don't want to eat right. Yeah, I don't want to cook my food but it's like we have to look past that emotion and that looking for that motivation and just, you know, the discipline muscle, but how do we actually do that?
2: I think that's where coaching comes in. So I think the external accountability is like a lot of people don't give it as much, just having that. A lot of people don't give that enough credit. Like they keep trying to do it on their own, but then they're going to have a bad day. Right. And so, um, having that one that person that you know you're you're having to stay accountable to or you're trying to please or you're you know they're relying on you to actually do the workouts or track your food or whatever it is um i think it helps in the beginning and then you slowly just become that person by having the guidance you know and hopefully a good coach will work through the mental blocks and stuff like that with you but i think The best example I've heard of this is um, brushing your teeth. When you're a kid, your mom has to remind you every day, morning and night, to brush your teeth, you know, Mm -hmm. and then eventually it just becomes something that you do every day because it's just what you do. You are, you'd brush your teeth, you know, for whatever reason, you're, it's either a habit or you're hopefully intrinsically motivated to do that for some reason. Right. (laughs) But Yeah yeah so I think that's where coaching comes in is working through especially when you're first starting out like if you've never done anything, don't do it alone. yeah, I did not I, be expected to do that
1: no and and i always i always like to use the analogy as well It's like sure, you could probably get there on your own like i mean i I believe that you know everyone can eventually right like it's gonna take a lot longer though like i I look back and I'm like yeah, I probably could have gone through my journey that I have like on my own, but I'd probably be still stuck on like step three or four rather than, you know, step 20. Right. So it, it's going to be moving much faster. And I heard an analogy once of, you know, coaching is like taking a airplane to your destination compared to driving there. You know, like mm-hmm. let's say, you know, you're going to Disney and it's like, all right, we're going to have this really long trip where we're going to drive there and that's doing it by yourself. And, you know, you're going to have traffic, roadblocks, detours, weather, all the things that are going to be stopping along the way. Maybe you get a flat tire, you know, whatever may happen along the way, but you'll get there eventually. It just might take a little bit longer
0: mm-hmm.
1: versus flying. is like coaching. It's you then have somebody pretty much like taking you right from point A to point B. And yeah, you might have your turbulence, but you're not going to stop. You might, you know, you might have a little bit of weather delay here or there. Okay. But you're going to eventually get there even with the delay you're still going to get there much quicker than if you would have been driving the entire time there by yourself. And so I love using that comparison of like realizing like you're, you're going to get there either way, but it's your choice, whether you want to do this the fast way and, and have someone get you through those obstacles like 10 times faster, or do you just want to, you know, fumble it through on your own and get there eventually, you know, maybe a couple years from now.
2: Yeah. I love that analogy. One thing too, that I think people don't realize in today's world because we think it's supposed to be natural to like, like fitness and nutrition is just supposed to happen. Like we're supposed yes. to just know how to be fit and know how to eat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. so they assume that they need to be able to do it on their own. But if you think of it as a skill or knowledge that you have to gain, like if you wanted to learn how to play tennis, are you just going to go pick up a tennis racket and go to the tennis court and just try and figure it out? Maybe. But you're probably not gonna figure it out very good because you literally have no idea what the rules are. You have no idea how to hit the ball or hold the racket or stand or where you're supposed to stand or any of that stuff. And so then, no, like if someone was like, "I'm just gonna go figure out, figure it out," people would be like, "You're crazy. Do you even know the rules?" You know? And <laughs> they'd be like, "I'm gonna show you how to play tennis. Like, let's go play tennis, and I'll teach you how, and we can play." And like, but for some reason we're supposed to be able to do the fitness and nutrition thing on our own. That's yeah. just...
1: Yeah, you know. I, I know. It, make, it makes sense I to like... By watching
2: YouTube doctors and whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> I don't even want to get down that rabbit hole there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I agree. And I always tell people, I'm like, you know, when you're, you know, when you want to build a house, you hire an architect and a contractor to do that for you. When you want to, I don't know, if, you, if you're wanting to you know fly a plane you probably have a pilot that you're paying your ticket for
2: that would be a good that's better than tennis go try and figure out how to fly a plane
1: yeah right exactly like i mean like and and even then like you know i think all of these things go back to like sure you could probably you know i hope nobody else is on that plane with you but you could probably like look it up and figure out yourself and like fly the plane eventually yourself probably not advisable but like all these things it just goes to show you like you could do these things on your own maybe <laughs> but it's gonna Wouldn't take a lot know... longer
2: yeah exactly That's the plain one yeah and, and, and you not... would never you exactly. would no one would even think that you should... but i do think like the more i because obviously like we're always still learning we're all still learning and we can we refresh our memories nutritionally and stuff like that. And the more I like go deeper and deeper and the more I learn, the more I'm like, this is not simple. No, <laughs> this is, this is not an easy thing.
1: No, not at all. And it, I think that's something that a lot of people just, it, and I feel like, like you said, like some people just get in their head. Like I have to do this bill on my own. Like I, I, I should know this. Like I know what to do like, okay, great. You may know what to do, but you've been stuck sitting in the same spot that you, you, you haven't taken that action or you keep struggling. Well, I have a
2: question if, do they really know what to do?
1: And, and that's true too. I mean, like I, I, I always tell people that, you know, it's, it's funny. I, uh, so for those listening and may not know, I, I have a nursing degree and I was a nurse before I started um, coaching and I took a whole semester of nutrition. I took a whole class of nutrition in nursing school or as a prerequisite. And, you know, funny enough, I actually hated that class. <laughs> but that was also before I started my own journey and, and could have cared less about nutrition. But like, so I had the knowledge. I passed the class and, you know, I got an A in the class, whatever. Like, I got it. But like, even then, like, I wasn't doing anything with it. Like, and, and not only that, but like, and I feel like people like still find ways to overcomplicate nutrition, regardless of whether what they know or not like i feel like everyone probably knows that we need to eat a little less move a little more Now i know there's a lot more to that saying than just eat less move more but just for context of things like it's not that complicated but a lot of people choose to over complicate it I, th- I feel like
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah well and if you go google how to lose weight you'll get 8.6 billion different I looked at that. That's like the legit number. It's probably mm-hmm. more now, but there's that many different ways and de- different nuances and ways that you could do it. And so, I mean, it's no wonder it's overwhelming, but yeah. if you kept it, if you just broke it down. Yeah. It's really simple. And so I think that's why people think they should be able to do it on their own, but the entire world is fighting against you. Like, Back, you know, my grandpa used to joke when I opened the gym, he was like, Mm -hmm. gyms didn't even exist when I was a kid. Which he's not wrong, they didn't. They didn't, Mm -hmm. because they got their workouts in all day long on the farm, right? They'd be gardening all day and weeding and pulling potatoes out of the, like, they got their workouts in. Everybody was strong. Everybody was fit and healthy Mm -hmm. for the most part, right? And so when, yeah, like, but now like there's very even farmers like they sit on their butt driving the tractors do you know what i mean and so yeah. it's like the whole world is fighting against you so that like you are we are just unhealthy now but it's because that's just how the world is like we sit on we sit at jobs all day food is too can conven- be it's super convenient
1: and it's you know? and it's now like processed to the point where it's like I mean, like people literally have jobs to learn how to make food taste better and the texture and the flavors and and, like it, it, they make it. So you, it makes it hard to stop eating those foods. And, and, you know, there's a reason why people struggle nowadays. Right. Like, and like you said, like, you know, back then we didn't have all of these extra fancy foods. Like it was like, what could you grow in the yard? And exactly. you know your your animals that you raised on the farm, and then you you know you slaughtered, and that was your that was your meat, and then you had your veggies and your fruits and things like that, and everything else. Like, yeah, there might have been a store, but like again, like even in stores, it was probably the same stuff, like the fruits, the veggies, the the meat. Nothing like you know the cakes and the cookies and all the things that you can buy now.
2: Which yeah, like blessing and a curse, right? Yeah, I was talking to a somebody. And she was just like, how do you get over the, I want to say exactly how she worded it. Like, how do you go into the store and you make sure that you pick the healthy options over the unhealthy options? Mm. Like, And then, um, <laughs> but I was like, well, why don't you view it? Because I think she was like mad at like the whole marketing thing, like, oh, Doritos and Oreos and like, they're so attractive and all the stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's their job. Like, yeah. why are you surprised, first of all? But second of all, how awesome is it that we have, like, instead of thinking like, ugh, oh, I wish these didn't exist, and I wish they only had vegetables, be like, man, look at how many options we have. Like, our pioneer ancestors would be like, what? You guys are so lucky. You know? They would not be mad about the fact that they could walk into a store and have all these options. They would be like, this is awesome. You guys are mm-hmm. so lucky. So, like, why don't we view it as a lucky thing and then just choose to make good choices instead of being mad at the fact that they're there. Yep. You know?
1: Exactly. No, I was actually just looking up. Um so I do you know a uh, cheat cheat day design on Instagram? I don't know if I do. Um just this the marketing thing that like he, he takes, um, he's a marketer himself and he does a lot of like label design, things like that. And and he, uh, has started taking like, like, for example, this one's like Reese's and he's like, changes the, he like starts with a white label and he's like, I'm going to make this look healthy f- to you. And yeah. like, he puts on like, it's like Reese's pro plus 10 grams of protein, four grams of fiber. Oh, I'm going to put the word all natural. I'll put the word gluten-free, no cholesterol, no trans fat, no artificial sweeteners. Uh-huh. And, you know, put a nice clean cut picture you know, like, and he like takes these labels and he makes them look all healthy now. And then, yeah. you know, and, and like, then he to put it like the, the flavor you want, the fuel you need, your new gym buddy, like as the advertisement with it, like, and he's like, all of a sudden, now we make Reese's look like they're healthy. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I love that. and it just goes to show you like, people know how to market these things to make, you know, and I, I tell people all the time, like, if you want the candy bar, have the candy bar, right? Like, a lot of times your people are like oh i'm gonna get my protein bar and it's like a lot of times your protein bar is probably like 100 more calories than your than a regular candy bar would be right, you
2: might as well see the snickers most yeah, of the time
1: exactly exactly i saw an infographic one time it was a um like i think snickers had come out with like a protein bar or something like that mm-hmm. and they put them side by side and they were basically the same i think the one that had the protein had maybe like three or four or five grams more protein in it and it's like and it probably tastes a lot worse so like just eat the snickers yeah. bar and eat a, like an, a couple more ounces of chicken breast right like let's not yeah. complicate Maybe those you
2: want, i know well and i think that's what it's so important for people to um learn about nutrition really like not just what people are telling you and what the labels say and all that stuff but like really know, like is a Reese's healthy in this moment You know, and one thing that I like, is I had a a nutrition mentor, like a coach, he said, like everything's on a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like, is Reese's unhealthy or healthy? It's how healthy is it or how unhealthy is it right now in this current situation based off of what I need and my body needs, you know? Mm -hmm. So then like, it just makes the decisions way easier because I have clients that they refuse to drink diet soda. Right or soda in general, but then when they do have soda, it's regular. Yep. Like I don't drink soda except on the weekends or you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's <like> I... <laughs> but it's like, look, I get it. We want to avoid it, but if you had to choose, which is the healthier option, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um. I know. I like what you said, and um, another guest I've had in the past. Um, uh, you know, Carter Good. I don't know if I do he he's another uh coach he's also gone through a similar journey like lost over 100 pounds and yeah and um he's a great coach and he uh, was a great guest on the show a while back and he talked about the difference of like you know there are some foods that are that fuel your body and there's some foods that fuel your soul right like there are going to be times Uh, like when like there's going to be times when the Reese's is like you know what like I'm going to actually just eat this because it's what I actually want. It's going to be good for my soul right? Like who wants a little bit of candy every once in a while, right? Like that's, it's, like, it's great. But then there's times when it's like, you know what, maybe I'm not going to have the Reese's today. I'm going to actually have the salad with, you know, with a little grilled chicken in it instead for today. And that's going to fuel my body. So it's always important to, like you said, what's important to you in this moment, because in one moment the Reese's may not be the good option. The next moment, it may be the good option.
2: And it might be free. Yeah, and I've, I've actually said the exact same thing. Sometimes food's just for the soul. I said it to my grandma once, I think, because she made these brownies. <laughs> and she's like, Kayla, are brownies healthy? And I go, not unhealthy. I was like, what do you mean by healthy? <laughs> yeah, I was like, define healthy. And she's like, well, like, are they bad for you? And I'm like, no. I'm like, "It's grandma, there's no good and bad. It's just like, how good is it? How bad is it? I was like, sometimes brownies are just fuel for your soul, and she was like, they are fuel for my soul. I was like, they are, <laughs> and that's okay.
1: Exactly, and I don't know. I just, and I always, you know, my coach always tell me, um, you know, and I'm, it's a pretty common phrase I think I use now is like memories over macros, right? Like, you know, being able to like enjoy your things like when you when they come up. Like, I always tell clients, I'm like, you know what? Like, life's too short to like stress going over your calories one day, like. If, if you're going out of town and and even if it's not vacation, like vacation is a whole different story, but like, even if it's not vacation, you know, I have a client that actually she just, she just started her deficit last week, um, in her fat loss phase. And she said this upcoming weekend, she has like three events coming up on like once, like it's like three days full of events, but one day is like three or four things going on that just that one day. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm thinking I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to stick to my calories. I'm like, great it's a maintenance calorie day. Like, like life's too short to like stress trying to stay on track and bring your chicken breasts to the graduation party, right? Like go there, you know, and then she's going to a birthday party and it's like, have the piece of cake. Like, you know, don't, don't eat like an asshole, but like enjoy yeah, yourself.
2: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like have half of what you normally would or, or don't like it doesn't. And yeah, I think that's a huge mental shift that as coaches, we have to help people make because they think it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I told clients, cause I have so I eat dinner at my grandparents every Wednesday and okay. sometimes we bring food. So like we alternate sometimes she makes it or brings it or like, you know, buys it and then mm-hmm. we'll bring it. And um, I, I mean, depending on what my goals are, like if I'm trying to do a weight cut for my powerlifting or whatever, mm-hmm. then like obviously it's going to look different than just a normal week. But like you can set yourself up for success and still enjoy a day but there are times when I'm just like you know what my grandpa has never tried sushi we're gonna go get he's 91 and he's never had sushi Uh, like we're gonna go get all these sushi rolls and we're gonna bring them and I'm not gonna worry about it and we're just gonna enjoy this meal with my grandpa and just like watch him experience all this food that he's never tried you know Yeah. and it's just really fun but I would rather like am I gonna have a six pack right now no does that matter no like memories my grandparents matter more right
1: yep yep i i used to always say you know like when it's like especially like the holidays and such like when you know some people you know i know me like for example like i don't get you know a lot of my family and grandparents such don't live really close so it's like you know what i do get to see them in the holidays it's like yeah grandma makes her famous pie i get to have once a year you better believe i'm gonna have a slice, maybe two. (laughs) Because it's more about experiencing that and making memories and enjoying that food and not stressing, you know, oh, the scale is going to be up in the morning. Like, who cares? Enjoy your life. Like, again, it all goes back to moderation. And that's why we encourage people to be so consistent all the other times, right? Like, so then you can have the holidays. You can have the day out, the ice cream with your kids or whatever it may be. Like, Uh you know, but again, life's too short but um well I'm also glad you brought up because I meant to bring this up as well um the powerlifting so tell me what got you into
0: that is that something recent for you right
2: yeah just this this first year
0: nice
2: competition so far nice Um, so I started doing it well last year I've always been a competitive person like Mm -hmm. I played softball basketball did rugby in college and um when I, I had a friend that got me doing Spartan races a couple of years ago. So like in 2022, I did the, the trifecta, which like you run all three races. Mm-hmm. And so she signed me up for that. I did that. But what bothered me about it was I, so I've never been an endurance athlete. Like mm-hmm. notice I never said cross country in my athletic experiences. <laughs> you know, yeah. I did run track, but I was a sprinter and, um, ah. And they like made me a sprinter. Like they're like, no, you are a sprinter. And so I'm a firm believer that like there are power athletes and then there are endurance athletes mm-hmm. and you are just one or another. Like it's really hard to go from one to the other. Yeah. I just think our bodies are built different. And like I can attest from like I was mountain biking. I've done mountain bike races. Like I've tried all these different things. And um, I have a coach that's like was programming workouts for me. And I just messaged him one day and I was like, I hate running. Like, why am I running? And he's like, well, I don't understand. He's like, every time you get excited, it's when you lifted heavier. Like, that's when you're like, yes, today rocked because I benched this and it was awesome. <laughs> he's like, why no, don't you try powerlifting? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. But, like, I, did, I forgot about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so then I reached out to a friend that was really big into it and he kind of like, He's like, yeah, sign up with USPA and just register. And I was like, that's it? like. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's chill. Yep. So I did my first one, and, like, I was hooked. The first one was right. so fun. Well, and, like, <laughs> the thing about it, and I was just telling people, like, all of these friends of mine that are competitive like me, I'm like, it's the best because, yeah, you're competing against everybody else, but not really. Like it's everybody fun. wants
1: everybody to be,
2: like, everyone on top of their everyone game. everyone to win. Everyone wants you like, and you go on there and everyone's cheering for you. And really you're just competing against you in the bar or you and whatever scores you got last time. And so it's fun.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I, I'm almost at like a year into piloting training. I've competed once in April and I'm looking to like, when I'm going to do my next one, because I, Um, I had a couple friends, uh, compete my, my roommate, he coaches and, um, he had an athlete, um, compete this past Saturday and I went to the Mm -hmm. meet with them and it's just, you know, every time you go to a meet, it's just like we're going to do this again. <laughs> it's That's like so I'm already looking for the next meet that I'm going to be doing, but no, it's it's, it's a ton of fun and like you said it's it's great cuz like yeah you're competing but it's always just mostly competing It's yourself and you know cuz I I I've always said like I, you know I got into this I'm like I don't ever see myself being like number one in the world so it's like I don't care how I do it with everyone else it's not just gonna be me me versus me so um but it's a ton of fun.
2: No, yeah, I'd like to I've liked it for that reason and I'm kind of good at it. So that was yeah. another. Is it's like, okay, this is fun. This yeah, is fun. I could do this. And the thing that's cool about it is you can do it forever.
1: Yeah, I I love that. So one of the meets, um, actually the meet that my roommate did, uh, there was a, uh, what was she? I I want to say she was ten or eleven years old, mm-hmm. competing, and then her mom was in it. Yeah, and. Then there was also a woman that was in her 60s, if not 70s as -hmm. well. They're competing. And it was just, it's just so cool because everyone gets so hyped for all the young people, all the older people. Like it's just, it's so much fun. And I I love that. What's your favorite lift?
2: I don't know. I like the squat scares me the most, like, which I'm glad they do it first. (laughs) <laughs> like it's the one i'm the most nervous about every time it's for it's like i don't know what i feel like i'm gonna walk up there and i'm gonna be able it's just gonna not go up you know like i'm just gonna, even though i've lifted that weight a million times
0: mm-hmm.
2: the bench press i think is my best event oh, like okay comparatively yeah to other girls like you know uh-huh. but deadlifts are fun yeah, they are. So I feel those are my emotions amongst all of them.
1: The squat <laughs> nice. I've
2: improved the most. Nice. In the short amount of time that I focused on it, the bench press. I think I was just naturally good at it. Like, I don't know. I'm just my upper body's pretty strong, and so like this last time I like did a state record attempt. Ooh. But I didn't get it. I was close. But like, like I just hit. I don't know if you saw the video. I like.
1: I probably did, but i I don't remember it,
2: but um, so I think like I actually have a pretty good um chance of like competing in bench press, nice. but then I don't know, so that's and then deadlifts are just fun. I just like yeah. to be able to lift up a really heavy amount of weight.
1: <laughs> that's awesome, yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Awesome. Well, let's go wrap things up here. We're getting close to an hour ish or so. Um, I always want to wrap up with two quick questions or one quick question, but what are the two things that people should be focusing on today if they're ready to start their health journey?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I think we brought up food awareness. Mm-hmm. Just figure out how much food you're eating. So, like, write it down, download some calorie tracking app. Don't try to hit some number, just like, you need to create awareness around what you're putting in your body. Number mm-hmm. one. And then one thing that I always tell people, um, if they're just starting out is just like, don't try, just create awareness around how much you're actually moving throughout the day. So like, if you were to simplify it down to the two things, it'd be like, how much are you eating? How much are you moving? And the easiest way to figure that out is track your steps. Yep. Don't try to hit 10,000 just cause Fitbit said to like, <laughs> how many are you actually walking? If it's 2000 steps, please don't try to do 10. That'd be the same as going to the gym six times a week, you know? And so, and then just slowly improve both of those based off of the data that you get. Yep. You may feel like you move a lot and you may feel like you eat pretty good, but let's find out for sure. Shall we?
1: Love it. Awesome. Kayla, this has been great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you?
2: Thanks for having me. If they go to lifeunlimitedpro.com, that tends to be the best place. It's got all the, got a link to my YouTube channel, link to my podcast, and then client testimonials, info about programs if you're interested. And then there's also, you can do a free lifestyle assessment right there and I'll sit down with you and do a free, completely free game plan for you. So
1: perfect. Guys, I'll put all of those links down in the show notes. Go check those out. Again, Kayla, thank you so much.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Shades and Health podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.